guys, welcome back to the Play Like a Girl podcast, one of the shows for SB Nation's Ohio State site, Land Grant Holy Land. We're two girls talking about sports because our opinion counts too. I'm your host, Tia Johnston, and I'm joined by my co-host, Meredith Hine. Thanks for tuning in today. Last week, Tia and I committed to calling out systemic racism, especially as it relates to sports, and continuing this conversation that we still need to have. I just didn't expect that we would be talking about it again quite so soon. In case you've been living under a rock, Sunday night, police in Kenosha, Wisconsin, shot Jacob Blake, a 29-year-old black man, seven times in the back. Yeah, it's unbelievable. How does this keep happening? As we discussed last week, it doesn't matter who you are or what you've done. No one deserves to be shot and killed by police, even guilty people. Like, I just want to emphasize that. I don't care what he was doing, what he was reaching for, what he did. You have a right to a fair trial for a reason. In case there are still some of you who still need justification, Blake was alleged to have been breaking up a fight when he was shot, once again, seven times in front of his children who were in the car. So not only did this police officer not just shoot him once because he was reaching for what, or I don't even know what the officer thought he was doing, the officer knew his kids were in the car and still shot him six more times. I mean, that's just... He had no respect or any regard for these children who are now traumatized. Yep. So the trauma obviously does not just end with the children. Uh, Blake is now paralyzed from the waist down, according to a statement from his family's attorney. In the ensuing protests that have been happening in Kenosha and across the country, uh, but this time in Kenosha, a 17-year-old white dude named Kyle Rittenhouse shot and killed two people, apparently believing that he was part of a militia banded to protect property. Because it apparently needs to be said, people should be protected over property. I I don't know the... I don't know guns, but he had a, what, like an AK-47, like this massive, and he just was walking down the street and no police officer stopped him, approached him. Well, I don't know if you've seen, I was watching the Trevor Noah video this morning and crying my eyes out, which is not something that normally happens when I watch Trevor Noah, (laughs) but he was, you know, he was linking to news reports and things like that. And apparently what happened was after this kid went around and shot a bunch of people a crowd was following him and trying to like take him down because he was shooting people and they saw police cars driving past and so they said hey like he just shot people do something and they just let him go and trevor noah's comment was i think we can all figure out what the difference is and why someone who was actually armed with a gun who's actually shooting people was allowed to just walk past the police and be ultimately apprehended unharmed when someone who had an imaginary gun, according to the police officer, was shot seven times in the back. Right. And this is just one example of that. I mean, especially with like when all the protests were happening because of George Floyd, you saw the comparison with the people who were protesting about wearing masks and they were carrying these machine guns through the streets and cops were like, oh yeah, you're fine. And then meanwhile, while we're protesting for Black Lives Matter, I mean, you saw the footage. I mean, it's... It was horrifying. It's everywhere. And even just like a year ago, I mean, black people were being killed by police officers, but it did not have the platform or the spotlight that it does now. The more that this keeps happening, the bigger 
the protests are going to be, which leads me into how this all ties back to sports. Wednesday, the Milwaukee Bucks, the flagship NBA team from the state of Wisconsin where the shooting took place, boycotted their playoff game against the Orlando Magic. So players in the remaining Game 5 matchups Wednesday from the Lakers, Trailblazers, Thunder, and Rockets joined in the boycott. And then we saw the MLB beginning to boycott games that night, and now we're seeing the NFL canceling practices today. This is one of the most profound movements in the history of sports, and we will unpack all of that after this break. Stay with us. So this is obviously an ongoing story, so I apologize if things change by the time you're listening to this podcast, but as it stands right now on Thursday afternoon, the NBA will resume playoffs. They were, it was led by LeBron, and I think the Clippers and the Lakers were trying to decide if they should just forfeit the entire season or all the rest of the playoffs, but decided it was in their best interest to continue. So one of the issues with when they were talking about boycotting the season, you know, what were they going to do with that time? And so people were asking, you know, what does that accomplish by boycotting? So I know like one thing is the Bucks used what would have been game time Wednesday night to call city officials, call the attorney general, demanding justice. Apparently the Lakers and the Clippers had like a really long conversation overnight and they just decided they'll continue the season, they'll continue to speak out, they'll continue to wear the Black Lives Matter shirt. But I think in the end, it just, it was a statement. It got people to pay attention. Yeah, I agree. It was actually uh, for the Bucks. it was point guard George Hill uh, who addressed the media and then also Sterling Brown, uh, who I learned yesterday had actually been a victim of police brutality himself, both read the team statement that you're referencing. So to your point, yeah, it's, I certainly hope that all of those people who would have otherwise tuned in to watch the playoffs yesterday instead got to tune in and learn about this thing that's literally affecting the players who were reading the statement, which was so incredible. I don't know if you saw the Mets first baseman, Dom Smith, his statement, and they Mm-mm. played Um, But he kneeled during the anthem. And then after the game, he was kind of talking about that and why he did it. And then he just broke down and he was, you know, really, really worked up. And one of the quotes he was saying is like, you know, people just don't care about us. And being a black man in America isn't easy. And you could just hear like the pain in his voice. And, you know, for these players, it's like they they're just done. And it's hard for white people to relate to that. But seeing I highly recommend watching this video because it opened my eyes like they took they take every killing personally. And how can you not, you know, especially if you're like LeBron James, I know came out and said like, he has black sons and and Jacob Blake was shot in front of his kids. It hits really close to home for these guys. And I think you know, that just adds to it. One of the, so obviously the NFL has been severely behind, especially the NBA in terms of its activism. You've mentioned that it's been four years to the day since Colin Kaepernick first kneeled. Um, and the NFL obviously didn't support it. But this morning the Browns tweeted that 
the NFL would be conducting some sort of exchange between mostly white teams and mostly black teams so that especially the mostly white teams could learn from the mostly black teams' experiences of systemic racism and try to bring this conversation more to the locker room of the NFL, which I thought was a really interesting move because I don't feel like necessarily it's coming from the players in the NFL. And I feel like especially the players have been very active and engaged in this conversation and have been more consistently put down by the league. Absolutely. And Carson Wentz, quarterback for the Eagles, came out and said, I grew up in a very white community. And he used to use that. He used to, you know, claim ignorance to the racism going around because he didn't live in a community where it was happening. And he came out and said, I can't use that excuse anymore. And he's going to educate himself. And like I said before, I think this is just the beginning of what's going to be a really long process, but we're moving forward with it. And I think that's long overdue. Yeah. I wanted to highlight one other league that has been doing an outstanding job um, and yesterday did something extremely powerful and that's the WNBA. Um, So the WNBA is also playing in a bubble right now and yesterday ahead of their game the Washington Mystics actually all wore shirts that spelled out Jacob Blake and on the back had seven holes punched into all of their shirts. T and I were talking about this before the show and we both got chills when we were reading the statement but you know I would say that If we're looking at the responses that we've seen, not just to COVID, but to systemic racism throughout the past few months, and this is not surprising because they've always been this way, I feel like, but the NBA and the WNBA have really proven themselves to be the best leagues this year. So early shout out to the players in both leagues for being advocates for change and for using their platforms for good. Shout out to the coaches for backing those decisions, to the front office who let the financial implications and considerations come second to social justice, and a very special shout out to Adam Silver and Kathy Engelberry, Engelbert excuse me, and the rest of the NBA and WNBA league staffs for supporting these efforts. The NBA, for one thing, yes, they've been very active, but the WNBA is just, I mean... They're unapologetic, and it's amazing. It's amazing. Again, leave it to women to, you know. But I will second everything you just said. With a special emphasis on LeBron as well, I think, you know, he's been kind of leading the charge in all of this, and everything he's done up to this point with this movement is just very active. I keep seeing people on Twitter like, oh, they need to be doing more tangible stuff and they need to do this and that and they can't just like boycott a game and expect things to change. And I argue that LeBron has been doing all of those things and more and you're just not paying close enough attention. He's been doing it for Um, forever. Exactly. So while we're on the topic of shout outs, shall we do our end of the show shout outs? Yeah. So switching gears completely, uh, initially when we were planning the show, we'd hoped to do something related to National Dog Day, which was yesterday. Lots of sports teams sharing out pictures of their players with their pooches. And it was a very, I mean, that was a very cute trend to be following on Twitter. I'm not going to say it was a very good day to be on Twitter because there was a lot of other much more serious topics going on. But On that note, I did want to wish a belated happy National Dog Day to all of the pups out there. And Tia, I think you have a similar shout out. uh, So I'm going to let you take it from here. (laughs) Yeah, like Meredith said, we were going to do our whole show based on this. So um, I will still link a couple dog photos to end the show notes after a pretty heavy topic. But I do want to shout out 
shelters and all the volunteers and animal rescues and just all these people who literally dedicate their lives to saving dogs, which is something that I am very passionate about. Reminder, adopt, don't shop. And I also, if we do happen to have any listeners who have family in Louisiana or Texas, or if you even live close to those areas, please, you know, stay safe. And I am thinking of you and I can't imagine, you know, the worry that you must have if you do have family members down there. It's, it looks scary. On the bright side, I think it, the storm did not, you know, it wasn't as strong as people were initially thinking it was going to be, but it's still devastating. All right, that is all we have for today. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at Tia Johnston underscore, Meredith at Meredith Hine, and the site at LandGrant33. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for listening to Play Like a Girl, and as always, go Bucks.